Welcome everyone to the My Favorite Horror Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Christian Ackerman. I hope you're all doing well and can return to some sort of normalcy. Uh, we have a great show for you today. First up is our guest co-host, the actor and writer Michael Klug of NotMyMess.com, where he discusses his latest project as an actor, the horror sci-fi film Spaced, which is out on VOD now. And then we get right into our interview with the brothers Lee and Sam Boxleitner, the excellent filmmakers who grew up as monster kids in Hollywood and have found great success with their short films as writers, actors, and directors. You should check out their films because they're crazy, wacky, fun, horror comedies. Uh, before that, if you like our podcast, you can subscribe to My Favorite Horror Movie on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, my, wherever the hell you want to go, uh, you can find us. We're out there. And also check out our trilogy of books at My Favorite Horror Movie Books at MyFavoriteHorrorMovie.com, where we've collected 150 essays by 150 horror legends and luminaries on the horror film that changed their lives. So, why don't we just get right into this? Uh, let's start it up with Michael Klug and the Box Lightner Brothers. All right, so it's time to welcome uh, our co-host for the day. It is Michael Klug, friend of mine. Uh, he's a writer and was a. Uh, you used to be a, a film a reviewer. Well, uh, I'm still sort of doing it here and there, but not full time like I was for for a while there. So. Yeah, yeah, a writer and actor. You've been focusing on that exclusively now to try to get that going and you used to be an actor back uh when you yeah, were younger right well that's what i was trained in i mean i still do it here and there if something comes up but i'm not out uh pounding the pavement that's not in the cards <laughs> yeah 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 and so uh and how many i i know you you like to kind of post your screenwriting journey when you're doing a, a you know a new screenplay uh yeah how many have you written in the past you know how yeah how many have you written past years um well, the past, well, the, just this year, uh, I've completed two specs uh, features, and uh, I'm hoping to have two more done by the end of the year. So, okay, try to take advantage of the downtime. Yeah. So, how, I mean, how long does it take you to write a screenplay then? Um, the one I just finished last week, uh, I started in December. So, from start to finish, it was about five months, I guess. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, and so, uh, don't we all wish it was faster, huh? It just takes so long. <laughs> Well, I'm like five months. Okay, that's pretty good. But then I look back and you look at all the time that you've wasted. <laughs> yeah, I could have been working on it. I could have had it done, you know, two months ago. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah, you you end up, uh, you know, either oh, shit. I don't want to deal with this right now, or you know, I don't want to dive into that horror situation that I'm trying to write. Yeah, but uh, and you're like, oh, okay, well, Tiger King. Let's see, let's see what everybody's talking about. Let's watch that instead for the next. I I have hours. not I have not watched it. Have you watched it? I mean, is it? Yeah, yeah, is, I have. I is watched. Is it worthy it. of all the hype? It is. It is. I watched it twice already because I watched, <laughs> oh I watched it by myself. Well, you know, because my girlfriend and I, our sleeping patterns were off for a while. Yeah. And so I was I started watching it and I didn't think she was going to watch it because uh, there's a lot of cat stuff in it. Cats and cages and zoo stuff. And she's yeah. not into that. So I um, and then I, she was like, OK, I have to watch it now. So I, I watched it again with her. Uh, it's a, it's wacky. It's definitely wacky. And um you know, I, I don't know. Uh, it's it's uh it's it's 
it's crazy. It's trashy. It's fun. It's, it's fun. It's fun as hell. Well, we're, and it's we're, a true crime. I love true crime. Well, I mean, we 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 get into certain frames uh, of time of binge watching, and I know that maybe eventually that'll come around. But we're so far behind on. Uh, I mean, just we finally caught up on Westworld season two. Um, couple weeks ago we you know that's what done there two seasons ago already and now we're finally caught up as far as season three but you know we haven't watched picard we haven't watched mandalorian we haven't watched anything so it's like tiger king if it ever gets on the list Mm -hmm. it's gonna be way the hell down it's like you know there's too many other things we're behind on yeah yeah i had even more than horror though i've been focusing on a lot of documentary stuff especially all the netflix true crime documentaries that just eat that shit up Really? I go to sleep every night to uh, forensic. I put on an episode of Forensic Files, and uh, and then it just lulls me to bed. It's my my uh, <laughs> it's my happy place. <laughs> See those things. I there are certain things that I can't. Um, and I I mean maybe more so now in the current state of of affairs. But it's like some of that stuff I just gotta. I can't do it. Like I can't get in there and, and some, cause it's just too upsetting to me. Sure. I can watch, yeah. you know, zombie gut munchers or whatever, but yeah, if it gets too real, I'm like, yeah, we'll, we'll let that slide. We'll just pass by that. Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. There was, there was one where it was about a, a kid and I, I forget what it's called. It's on Netflix now. Um, but it was, it was pretty kind of gut wrenching what happened to this kid and how the parents tortured him. And, and you know, it was right in LA, but it ended up being more about, uh, the, the, the social, uh, uh, I guess the public social services uh-huh. and how they failed this failed. kid, yeah, and how they fail a lot of people. Um, damn it, it's the it's not the trials of it's some. Oh, it's, I think his name is Gabriel something. I don't know, but it, yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to. But hard it's to on watch. Forensic Files. No, no, no. That's on Netflix. It's a yeah documentary on Netflix. But yeah, I. I I don't know. I don't recommend it as a as a happy show, but I do recommend it as a as a just an interesting story. Sure. Overall. No, uh, yeah. I remember the title? It would help. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody, a buddy of mine, just was telling me there's some documentary. I guess it's on Netflix. I mean, what isn't on Netflix at this point? But there's a uh, something about a haunted house and. Um, you know, like ghost hunters and all that. I don't, cause it all seems a little stagey to me, but yeah. he said, apparently he had this on in the background while he was working and something about the rice house. That's what I remember. Okay. Um, but he said, you need to watch it. He's like, I had to shut it off mm-hmm. because it was so upsetting to him. And I guess it felt legit, you know, it was a haunted house tale, but this yeah. house is apparently legit haunted. And, and he said, couldn't, couldn't finish it. It was too oh, much. Wow. I'm like, okay, well, now I'm intrigued. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to, you have to let me know what that is. Or I'll find, yeah, that. Rice House, something like that. Rice, but I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll ask him. Yeah, so yeah, we, we're definitely talking about a lot of things we can't remember the title of. That's for <laughs> sure. <laughs> that helps everyone. <laughs> hey, Rice House, that's, that's, the, you'll find it. Yeah, Rice House. You've been, uh, so you also started uh, script consulting as well then. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, for years I've been kind of given, you know, feedback to folks and friends. And I'm like, you know, this is a lot of in-depth time. It's enjoyable. I, I like really getting in and digging. And and so I said, well, you know, maybe <laughs> why not ask the starving artists to pay for this service? You know, that makes perfect sense. But, yeah. you know, I started in, uh, geez, last summer already. So um, it's been an interesting process. You know, I, it, it hasn't really taken off, which is fine because, you know, it's um, and certainly not in this time frame. Everyone's pinching every penny. But 
Um, it's really fun. I find it really interesting to, you know, get into someone else's head and, and, you mm -hmm. know, come up with some ideas that maybe they hadn't thought of and obviously just offer, you know, editing and, you know, just notes and all that kind of stuff. But it's, it's fun. And I, like I said, I figured why not get a couple bucks out of it if I can. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure it's probably, there are some people that can't take notes and some people that don't want to hear your notes, uh, yeah. you know, and, and it's all relative in the end. And of course, you know, I've made enough movies to know that, okay, yeah, I read a script and I go, Oh, that could, that could really be changed. That should be changed. Yeah. And then I see the scene later and I go, Oh, okay. You know what? I was kind of wrong there. Or I read on Twitter after the movie premieres and it's go, Oh yeah, see, I was right. Everybody's talking shit about that one moment that I, <laughs> that I told everybody to change. Nobody listened, you know, listen to me. Yeah. 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 So you, you know, you could be right and you could be wrong and it, it's, uh, uh, it, it is all relative in the end. Oh, like, sure. you can, you know, so I mean, that's, that's kind of one of the things I've, I've always said is like, take it with a grain of salt. It's not my project. This is just what I see. This is what I think might be a better suggestion for you, but ultimately do what you need to do. It's your piece. So you know yeah and so uh, how are you guys keeping yourselves busy in this uh these quarantine times well my hubby you and, and i husband. yeah we um <laughs> we don't have day jobs so this hasn't been much of a change for us frankly i mean we're getting a little stir crazy but you know i kind of feel bad for some of the folks that haven't spent great deals of time together and now they're kind of forced to do so and yeah that isn't our problem i mean that's how we spend our day every day you know, we yep. have separate rooms. We go and do our own thing when we need to, but we're we're pretty lucky in that. So I, other than that, we, I'm trying to just get projects done and as much as I can. And I don't know, try, like I said, trying to binge watch, trying to get a lot of books read, just, you know, keep my yeah. mind occupied. So, yeah. And, and you, you just had a movie coming out, uh, come out uh, called Spaced. Yes. Yeah, um, so tell me about well, you that. Know, yeah, you know Laura Jean, right? Yeah, Laura Jean. Uh, so she's the lead. It's uh, my buddy Monty um, wrote and directed it, and he actually um, <laughs> made the movie on about $11,000, and that money was money he won on Plinko on Price is Right. So. Whoa, that's great. <laughs> but, it, you know, it's funny because it I've seen it twice, and I, I think it actually turned out grand. Like, I... I wouldn't, and not that I didn't have, you know, belief in Monty and his team, but, you know, 11 grand, what are you going to do with that? But it's I a think big they, idea. That's yeah. the main thing. It, it, and it's he, a big he, idea. He, so it's hard to have that, use that yeah. money to put on screen. And he, he, he turned it out. You know, I'm pretty impressed. I think the performances are strong. I'm happy with my performance. But the best thing is that I, I really looked at it objectively when I first watched um, the final cut. And I'm like, you know, me aside, sure, I think I did okay. But, I really was engaged. I'm, I was kind of surprised, oh, you know, and it was, it, it's a good movie and Lara Jean's great. And, um, it's a good cast, five person cast, and then a few, uh, supporting characters, but it's, uh, basically a one location space horror sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Uh, where did you shoot that at Fonco studios? Or we did, did a portion of yeah. it. Yeah. We, okay. um, we did some exteriors out at Joshua tree and then, uh, yeah, shot the actual, uh, spaceship inside of Fonco. Yeah. yeah, you know, if and if anybody's out there, uh, Fawn Davis is his name. He worked yeah. on uh, some of the '90s Star Wars films. He was working on mm -hmm. uh, Lucasfilm for a while, and uh, he's uh, a miniature guy. Uh, it does it, pretty amazing talent, uh, and he, I guess he's been on some of those TV shows too. Uh, 
uh, uh, special effects TV shows, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, judge or... yeah, the studio is fantastic because he's got a lot yeah. of stuff from previous shoots. And he has an entire diorama from Nightmare Before Christmas that yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm should be shooting. But let me just go look at this for a couple hours. But yeah, he's it's uh -huh. a great studio. I only met Fawn a couple times, but he's a pretty cool, dude. So, yeah, it's a it's a great place. Like a, it's it's like a film collective there or a lot of, you know, he rents out spaces for other filmmakers. And then there's so you can kind of it's like a one stop shop. You can get yeah. your wardrobe, you can get armor. Uh, stunt people there uh, uh, and camera people and so yeah it's it's really cool. Well, the 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 spaceship, the Udo spaceship in space, is actually um, was pre built. He designed that, and then mm -hmm. obviously we had to make you know adjustments to accommodate our story and everything. But yeah, it's great. You just walk in there, fix it up to your necessity, and it's you're ready to go. You got a spaceship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I uh, worked on a movie uh, my friend Anthony uh, produced there uh, about three three and a half years ago or something like that three years ago uh 2017 and that yeah that was the first time i really got to hang out there and um and check everything out and uh we shot in the bar and even though yeah. like the spaceship part you look down and you're stepping on these grates yeah and you really look at the detail of, of them and it's actually the bottom of, of milk crates yeah you know, or you know so it's uh, like getting inventive with uh, what you have is always, you know, like cause most sci-fi stuff. That you know, if it's a low-budget thing, or even if it's a big-budget thing, they'll just yeah. use like a Gatorade bottle and sure. then paint it, you know, because well, it has a really nice shape to it. You well, know, what's you the just, old uh, the thing from what is it? Empire Strikes Back. Some guys carrying uh, in uh, Cloud City when everyone's running away from when the Empire rise. Isn't that the joke that he's carrying like an ice cream maker or something? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> like he's supposed to be carrying this piece of space equipment as they're trying oh. to evacuate Cloud City. And everyone's like, it's an ice cream maker. Oh, like geez. if you look at it. So it's been, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, I, I, di I didn't know that one. I know Fond <laughs> uh, said that uh, I think it was in the uh, the... Uh, the third of the the new like the '90s Star Wars movies. What yeah. uh, that one was the Sith. Attack of the Revenge yeah Attack of the Sith, Sith. yeah Re yeah something like Attack of the yeah Attack of the Jedi. Uh, <laughs> they they use like popsicle sticks as the crowd uh, for so when they like when that like that chase scene with Anakin on yeah. the speeder. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they were using popsicle sticks. I think they even like you know maybe taped people's faces to them, but you you couldn't even you wouldn't be able to tell that it's just popsicle sticks. Oh my sticks god! For that for awesome. the entire crowd or most of the crowd. <laughs> That's a way to save some money on your multi bajillion dollar budget. Yeah, you know, yeah popsicle sticks. Uh huh. Yeah, it's a lot cheaper than bringing in a human to you know pay them three hundred dollars to sit around uh, for eight hours. Yeah. Well, yeah. I did never notice that, so you know. Yeah. You learn something new every day, Christian. That's oh good. yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, so maybe it's time to uh, bring in uh, bring uh, in the Lee boys. and Sam. We'll bring in our guests of honor. It's Lee and Sam Boxleitner. What's, what's up? What's up? So uh, for all of you who don't know, Lee and Sam are filmmaking brothers. Uh, they probably still take baths together. They make <laughs> a lot of films, uh, a lot of short films. Uh, they've it, 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 their channel is the Box Lightner Brothers, son of Tron, on YouTube. Uh, they have a ton of content on their YouTube and a ton of uh, bad, like you have an amazing amount of views, don't you guys? We're, we're like, getting there. Yeah, yeah. I, that, that's a, so. Yeah, just I haven't been to your channel in a while, uh, and just because I've seen your shorts like downstairs, you know, I've met you guys over the years through the horror circles and fe film festivals. So, you know, downstairs and Rupert. 
I just saw Mr. Tickles, yeah. uh, which I hadn't seen yet. And that was fucking wacky. Uh, and so um, uh, both of you guys are actors. Both of you guys uh, write. Um, do you both direct or is it just Lee that di- you both direct as well? Uh, well, uh, Lee's, Lee is definitely more the, the director yeah. guy. But every once in a while, I'll come up with like a pretty cool idea and he'll, and yeah. he'll entertain it. Yeah. 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 But it's still it it still comes straight from the bathtub, the box light in her bath. All our best writing and like pre-production. Like, we just fire candles. up the bathtub. Yeah, uh, <laughs> bath bomb. I, I prefer lavender over most. Oh, you guys don't uh, use Mr. Bubble. Yeah. Uh, oh, sure, sure, okay. absolutely. Yeah, There's something about Mr. Bubble. Bubble. Yeah. I get a rubber ducky. Sam gets a battleship, and we just yeah. you know. And we just start pounding out ideas. You know, <laughs> have, have a, a, drink a nice Merlot. Yeah, it's either yeah. You, uh, I go with milk. You want to up the views? Record the bathtub. There you'll get the views. <laughs> yeah, it might be a baby Ruth or a Snicker bar, you know. Or, yeah. Who knows what that's floating? Uh, it's a, okay, so the first thing I want to ask you now now that I'm looking at your channel is like how in the hell do you get so many views on your on your, your badass shorts that I mean first off they're badass shorts, that is doesn't well, hurt. But uh, you know, that there are a lot of badass shorts out there that don't have eight hundred thousand views, three hundred thousand views. Like, you know, what is it? What's the trick? We, I don't know. I, really? I think Sam yeah. Sam made us famous with downstairs. It was his performance. I think. Yeah. Well, no, the the uh, what 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 kind of got us started at least is we had we had downstairs up and it wasn't really doing much. We had we actually had a smaller one called Daddy that was up. Um, the that was the first one, if I'm and Leah, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. but I feel like that was the first one that actually kind of started like tracking. Um, and besides it, it, the couple, fetish ones, yeah, yeah, the fetish ones, like there's one called Lost Duelistas where there's like apparently there's like a belly stabbing fetish out there, so that one got us some views because some that be- was our fetish. first short ever, yeah, yeah. And, and we got put on a dark fetish website and our views yeah. shot up, so maybe that was like lucky, like, yeah, start. yeah. So, that, who's is Lee naked in that one? No, we're not in that one. We we actually had our our, our then girlfriends at uh, in it. It's just it's a real small one. It's fun. It's it's fun. It's not a horror. It's gross. It's gruesome, but it's not. I wouldn't say it's a really horror. Bloody. It's really bloody. Yeah, it's very violent. But um, yeah, lost to Elisa. And so yeah, that was on a fetish website, and that 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 kind of boosted our views. And then we did Daddy, which was I, I would, is that our first like legitimate kind of like straight up horror thing that we did together. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is, and. Um, and uh, that got that got found by some other website. I can't remember which one. It's, it was a long time ago. But that gave, that garnered us garnered us that put, took us to the next step where we were getting like a hundred thousand views. And then, uh, um, and by the time we did downstairs, that one we that was the first time we decided to go to festivals, and uh, we got some laurels for that. And uh, eventually, BuzzFeed found us. Yeah, and, that's right. Yeah. BuzzFeed yeah. featured yeah. the short. Yeah, and, how, and as a as a horror a bunch of horror shorts, they just. Yeah, they put us in a compilation, like a Halloween time compilation thing. Like these are like ten shorts you need to watch during Halloween. Uh, yeah, and um, and and yeah, but so BuzzFeed kind of like kind of put us into that next bracket of several hundred thousand, and um, and then I think it's been pretty much just kind of word of mouth from there. And um, I don't know. It I mean, couldn't have had anything to do with my very positive reviews, now could it? Well, uh-huh. it, could, it, it could have. There was <laughs> it we have definitely did. Had some good sure, sure, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, uh, Michael's taking the credit. He's got. And it. There was also there all those um, ad companies we paid. There's oh, that too. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Michael was one of those. We paid for those reviews. Yeah, Michael. No. Was one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm legit. 
Legit French. And just slipped twenties into his lap the entire time. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, he he doesn't even need a review for that. He's just like, yeah, I'll take a twenty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know, let's do this, guys. I'll still mm-hmm. give you the good review, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I usually just uh, pass beers to reviewers. That's how I met Ernie Trinidad. Is that oh, I was hi. at a film festival and I said, "Hey, oh, you're a reviewer. Hey, what's up, dude? Here's a beer, man. You know, because I always have I a bag of beers." Smart. With me. You do. I do. I you remember do always have a bag of beers. I remember yeah. sitting <laughs> in a theater in Utah, in Provo, Utah, at yep. Film Quest. Oh my and god! You kind of you kind of like showed up late for something because we'd been already been sitting there, and you just like kind of like skirted right by and sat right next to me. Just yeah. plopped down, pulled a beer out of the bag, and handed it to me. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I, oh hey, Christian's good to see you again, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yep. That's how I roll. Yeah. How, yeah. They, and if they don't sell beer in the theater, I mean, and and we're at a film festival. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Y- you well, might as well. Did you ever go to the New Orleans? Film festival. I have never been there. When when we were there, the bar was literally right behind the last row of seats. Uh, Oh, wow. Like Sam and I just sat in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Just be like, you just reached your hand back. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That was, yeah, yeah, it's not like that anymore, I don't think, because now it's in, that was like one random year. That was, we, we actually had Die Sitter Die Rupert that year. It there and we we Is made that the, JT's the fest? Yeah. Okay. That's JT. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh it's oh god man. It's honestly it's like one of the best festivals ever. It was so much fun. But it was really random because it like the year before he had been in a theater and then this year he I can't remember what it was, but he couldn't get into the theater. So he ended up get he ended up teaming up with this group called Chewbacca's. And they build uh, floats for for Mardi Gras. So they had this big warehouse uh, with all these crazy ass Mardi Gras floats. Very a lot of them horror themed or just fantasy themed or just fucking flat out weird themed. And uh, it was the coolest setting. And so he just set up a, a, his own little theater in this warehouse, uh, set up the bar. And in a weird way, it was a much cooler um, situation or a much cooler vibe to be watching horror movies in. With a bunch of people, you know, just fold out chairs and like it was just kind of like yeah. a party. It was great. Yeah. And yeah. that's the that's that's where it really excels. Like if it's not too stiff and you just really mm-hmm. get to yeah. feel the energy of the people. Yeah, and you and appreciate the movies weirdly enough a bit a bit more, you know, because yeah. I don't know, you just everyone's watching it in a different kind of cir- circumstance. I don't know. I don't Everybody's know weird. drunk. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> drunk. That <laughs> helps. I mean, it's New Orleans. Yeah. 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 That was, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, Michael, uh, you had you had a question for these guys, I think. Well, I am going to switch gears. I have okay, a, let's do it. as as I showed you a moment ago. I have pre thought out questions oh, to uh, to really? really dive deep here. So now I, you, Christian, and I discussed. So one of the things we wanted to maybe talk to you guys about because I think it's interesting is growing up in Hollywood. Oh, okay. So I want you guys to name drop just because. To me, little South Dakota boy, this is the coolest thing that you guys are my friends, right? This is just an interesting thing to me. So leading into it, you know, where you guys came from and, and how much experience you had on set as children. And and eventually, I want you to go into where did your love of horror come from? Did it come from a set experience? Um, and kind of where did you guys come from and how did you decide to go into the family business? Well, Sam, you came first, so you should go first. Okay, all right. <laughs> I, I did. I, I did enter the world first. Um, so yeah, uh, 
I don't know. Um, we spent a lot of time on sets as as a, as a, as children. Um, I would go off and um, my pa- my parents divorced when we were pretty young. I was I was Lee was really young. He was a year. I was make six years old, I think. And, and you have uh, the same mom. Yeah, same we dad. both have the same mother. Yeah, and okay. uh, and and so uh, part. You know, I I ended up moving in with my mother, but you know, part of the thing that just happened was that like you know my dad would he'd be filming movies during uh, during the summer. And uh, I would just go with him during the summer. So I would, you know, spend the school year with with mom and then go that summer. I'd go off and have an adventure with my dad on a film set. Um, You know, Westerns and baseball movies and just it was weird. I spent like my 13th birthday on Wrigley Field, like playing baseball (laughs) on Wrigley Field, shooting the babe. Wow. Uh, starring John Goodman. It was a really, really, really cool movie and just a, a really amazing experience as a kid. Um, I, you know, and then uh, and then a part of that was my dad would always somehow kind of like get the the ads to throw me in there and and, and, give, and the producers like, come on, give him a line, give him a line. Uh, so I, yeah. I, I was, yeah, I was able to get into SAG when I was like seven. Oh my god! Wow. I had a, I it was on a, a the Gambler Three, which is a television movie. With uh, Kenny Rogers, R.E.P. Buddy, R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah. I say R.E.P. Rep. But R-I-P. of course, R-I-P. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, yeah. Sam. On my yeah. screen, you looking up to pay tribute to Kenny Rogers. On my screen, you're looking up to Lee. Kenny, sorry. So just you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so yes, yeah, so I had to like run in. It, it, basically, I was, it was like a mess up that they did. They'd shot, they had shot like the the next scene, and Kenny Rogers had a hat on, and then they shot this uh, this uh, they they had shot um, they, they they had just shot a, a a bar fight scene, and Kenny left without a hat, and so like we can't make the edit. He left without his hat, so they 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 did this. They fixed this huge like street scene where there's like all these. You know, carriages and you know, prairie families and stuff like that, and they're just walking down the street and giving. You know, Dad's asking the right questions and Kenny's giving all the right exposition, and then this little boy runs in, going, "Mr. Hawks, Mr. Hawks, your hat." And that's what oh, I mean. God, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, yeah. Uh, Lee, why don't you tell them what, how we got into horror though? Because that was horror, definitely. I mean, the horror has been around. I. I don't remember life without horror movies. Honestly, <laughs> our mom. I think we, it was every Friday night we would do pizza and a movie, uh, and uh, it was usually a horror movie because Sam would be requesting it. And our mom really loved. Uh, she's in the business too, so she would love watching these with us. And then during the really gory, nasty bit, she would like stop it and be like yeah. okay so this is how they did this this is no! like, shows the art and, and stuff behind it and then be like okay and boom and then like the tendons would come out of what's his name's arm and dreams away. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but wait yeah, so, okay so was she doing that to shield you yeah I mean, in a way okay in a way, yeah. to kind of I help protect us that, i think i think she saw that we were naturally inclined like we were liking it so yeah yeah uh, you know she yeah, made so, sure that we didn't have nightmares from it. That's Lee's sure. wearing Lee's wearing a shirt. Show him the shirt, Lee. It's a really yes. great shirt. I'm very jealous of this shirt. Uh, but that's yeah. the slaughtered lamb. Slaughtered that lamb. was uh, I was four years old when I saw that movie. My mother oh showed my that movie, oh. um, and I think it's basically because she really wanted to watch it, uh, <laughs> and uh, I just happened to be there, and so she was like, "You know what? Okay, we're gonna we're gonna teach you about werewolves and how they're not real, but man, are they a lot of fun." And um, yeah, I think it all kind of started there. And then Lee, and then I got I got to be a Lee. Um, Lee, 
he was three years old and like all he wanted to watch was Nightmare 2. You know, that was. Yeah, the, we had uh, Nightmare 2 on cassette, which is honestly <laughs> like. It's huh. one of the best ones. I'm going to get a lot of shit for that. Oh, but really? it's so good. Interestingly, yeah. I love that one. I was, uh, the, the story goes with our stepdad. The first time he met me, I was three years old in a diaper, much like my character in Rupert. Uh, a little late. Watching a little late. Nightmare okay. 2. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I guess I just like pulled my pacifier out, and I was like, "Hello, I'm Lee. Nice to meet you." And then I just walked back and just started watching Freddy. You know, he's my favorite. Yeah, so, uh, and Michael <laughs> is the token gay guy of this conversation. Yeah, uh, not excluding uh, uh, I don't know anybody else's proclivities, but uh, w- when you were growing up, did you see the the those Nightmare Two uh, yeah, overtones? I mean- I mean, I didn't really necessarily because when that was released, I was um, 11. Okay. So, I, I mean, I think I could certainly I maybe was more titillated by them than I was intrigued by them. Yeah. Maybe didn't quite understand. But I mean, by that point, I was starting to have some kind of sense of what was going on. But, you but know, um, I just thought it was yeah. the 80s. Yeah. See, yeah. That's the thing. Is like <laughs> yeah. when I, I became a teenager and went into like a sex store and saw bondage stuff. I'm like. That's what that was in Nightmare <laughs> 2? <laughs> oh my god. This well, you, was bondage yeah, well, in the shower? I thought that was just like Freddy invented that shit. I didn't yeah, know. They have what. Nightmare 2 costumes <laughs> at the store. Coach, <laughs> yeah, Coach Schneider, we, man. Yeah. He yeah. even even though it's Marshall Bell, you know, <laughs> that, that was a pretty good thing to see in the yeah. shower with the, the naked ass. So, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we knew about that with the uh with the uh, police academy and the blue oyster scene when they walk in, and you're like, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Right. Wow, that's so much. Yeah, I didn't stuff, understand you know, when that either, but oh, yeah. I was interested. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you were. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And so, uh, yeah. I, I, and so uh, uh, the box lighteners here, what, yeah. when you, when did you start making films together then? What and why? Why would you do this? The, the summer between my sixth grade and seventh grade. Really? We got, we got, well, we've always kind of made family movies but then like uh, that summer it was like we're gonna make a movie it was called night the earth died it was a 20 oh. minute long zombie movie wait wait a second didn't we make uh children of the corny first that was like a family movie this yeah. one like, had all but it was a movie friends. i guess yeah children of the corny i guess would be it had a beginning a middle uh, and the end and uh yeah where we would tell adults bad jokes and then they would just die and then, so. and then my, my entire role, I was like, I don't know, I was 15. My entire role, I'd just run around in the background getting attacked by bees. There was no yeah. point in my role. And so, and so you and you and your 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 family and I don't know uh, when you had a, uh, your different moms in your lives, I think, right? At some yeah. certain point, maybe different mm-hmm. dads or what you know, different sets of parents, but um so and and that was kind of a already ingrained in you being on set but then you guys would go home and make movies as well like on holiday or whatever oh yeah we turned our our parents garage into an autopsy room once with sam being you know dissected and stuff it was lots of fun we oh, got yeah. real dirty <laughs> yeah and and the you know the parents got really excited and in, 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 uh, yeah, in building like the props and stuff like that it's not something that they've ever really been able to do but i'm sure they've seen you know, uh, yeah. throughout the years, you know, our stepfather was a uh, is an uh, an actor um, from England, and he was in some very cool uh, Mike Reeves horror films from from the sixties and seventies. Really? Yeah. yeah which, he, which movies? He was in Conqueror Worm or Witchfinder General. 
Yeah. Um, and it was oh. in oh. Sorcerers. And the Sorcerers, that was, yeah. Yeah. With Boris that Karloff. Was, yeah. Wow. And then uh, he's also, he's in Puppet Master 5. I don't know if you guys have seen that one. <laughs> Not for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Been a while. Well, wait a minute. Is this time. the same dude that was in that scene with uh, Meryl Streep and Death Becomes Her? Is yes. that the guy I'm thinking yes. of? Okay. Yeah, I would, I would and I were just talking about him last night. The, you know. The guy with uh, anything. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, but he was so he was really he he was kind of our uh, our cameraman and special effects guy for sure. Uh, uh, yeah. He loved it. He loved it, and he would and he taught us a lot about uh, about shooting and in you know the, the the right angles and what you know what kind of lenses well what kind of lenses. Yeah, he would teach really us all to... about screen direction and stuff. But like that kind of, like the the fundamentals. Wow. Yeah, and uh, well that. That kind of leads into what my one of my questions was going to be because obviously he was very supportive because but you've seen all the, you know the dynasties in movies it's like i don't want you to go into the business you know oh, it's, yeah so but you guys it. never experienced that you guys just were always like yeah you want to do it we're going to help you right well, no yeah. no no well, none of them ever encouraged it ever got they it were right. like don't do this so what are you doing don't you, do you have your eyes been open at all yeah. have you um in the last yeah. year your entire life um, our stepfather especially would be like i highly discourage this yeah. but oh, since wow. you love it i'll help out <laughs> yeah but it's also uh, a lot of fun so and then uh, and then our stepmother Melissa she was I think what like she was one of the most instrumental only be only because if not because she showed us one of our favorite movies of all time and that was uh, yes. Evil Dead Two Evil Dead Two Evil Dead Two yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. She, she introduced us to that and so that Wait, was well, it was over it was all over after that like we like, this I hope this isn't backward I wrote a little thing yes about uh, Evil Dead Two in the right here excellent segue. No, it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, we can see it. Yeah, I was just about to segue into that since all, all, all you know, so uh, on the last episode of uh, or the first episode of, of my favorite horror movie, the podcast, I did not even get into uh, favorite horror movies like a dumbass. So I think I should probably uh, do this as a regular thing where we just do a little quick discussion and see right. what everybody is. At. So we know Michael's uh, Day of the Dead. We know Lee is uh, Evil Dead 2. We know Sam is dead alive slash brain dead mm-hmm. uh and and i'm nightmare on elm street part three dream warriors so oh yeah um, i think we all kind of have that except you know us three with the box lighteners are are we're, we're in the horror comedy realm where the, that's the movie that really changed our lives and michael has a day of the dead that really just impacted him and he's seen that more than any other movie in his life and it brings tears yeah, but, to your eyes somehow. yeah but it's funny you don't find that film it funny it's it's so funny. light when he thinks yeah on, like, that's pretty hilarious <laughs> well yeah there's funny that stuff is, in it that is as dark humor as you could possibly <laughs> yeah. make yeah yeah a light movie yeah 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 drama 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 sometimes you need to have that comedy in there i think sometimes the comedy can help the scares personally oh yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah. like you can disarm if you can disarm an audience with a laugh and then and then sucker punch them with a good scare, yeah. it it can be very effective. Excellent, yeah, yeah. yeah. And what what I find in theaters is that when people have an uncomfortable laugh, like I'll be watching yeah. something and go, "Holy fuck, that was the most insane thing I've ever seen." And sometimes I'll laugh, and sometimes I'll go, "Oh man, that child just died. That's a horrible." Yeah. yeah. Uh, but some and then and then there's like you know, just some people will laugh in the middle of like a mm-hmm. super dark scare. It's like God damn it, what the fuck was that? Just yeah. just came out at us. What the fuck <laughs> yeah, is that? Totally. And everybody's laughing. I'm not laughing. Yeah. 
But then I'm this I'm the sadist who's also, you know, somebody gets sliced open and so, and the other characters going rah, 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 and I'm going I'm just fucking chuckling like a motherfucker. I'm the only <laughs> one in the theater like that, you know, so um, yeah, it, it's, There's a sequence in one of our shorts where at festivals uh, we would get a lot of uncomfortable laughter and giggles. Oh yeah! Uh, oh really? Yeah. Like, we're much away from people who haven't uh, seen it, but it's in Rupert. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we were pretty much like, expect. I thought, I thought it was hilarious. Like, I thought I thought people were going to be laughing kind of more out loud, but it but then it turned out that they were like it was kind of more like that. <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of weird uh, laughter. Yeah. Uh, like, we yeah, actually, kinda, I don't know. We, we screened at a, a festival called the Bone Bat Horror Comedy. Bone Bat, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is yeah. it in Seattle or something? I think so, yeah. yeah. And uh, our review from it, the woman who reviewed it was like, I don't know why this was in this festival. It's so not funny. I had to go to the bathroom because I had a panic attack during it and couldn't oh finish the God. film. I'm Whoa. like, Whoa. thank you. Best review Thank you ever. So <laughs> during Rupert. Yeah. During Rupert? Yeah. Wow. wow. I don't know if you guys, this is sort of on topic because I've never been a, a laugher and uncomfortable thing. I think I internalize and then I just get kind of upset rather than actually let out a, a weird, uncomfortable laugh. But I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or because it's the state of the world, but I find in the past couple of years, and I, this might be one of the reasons I stopped reviewing kind of full time, is like I'm having trouble with horror. Like there, there are things that are not sitting well with me and not in a fun way. Right. And I'm finding myself, you know what, I'm going to have to pull back. And I'm trying to think of a good example, but there, there have been pieces like this just doesn't, it's not fun because this is just... Yeah something deeply upsetting to me so i'm not gonna yeah you know so i'm well, trying to be cautious yeah yeah there's been a recent trend in horror and I'm, I'm not saying i'm not a fan of it but it is a trend of like let's zap all of the fun that we can out of this story yeah. right and make like literally make you think about the movie for two weeks and like question whether or not to kill yourself <laughs> yeah, yeah right yeah <laughs> Right. Yeah, Ari Aster. Uh, oh, shit, that's yeah, Ari. <laughs> I think he's a genius, but at the same time, you're like, like, oh, I didn't watch Midsummer for the longest time because I'm like, I don't know if I can take almost three hours of Hereditary. Like, right. that yeah. might drive me over the edge. Then I watched it and I thought it was like a masterpiece. I love yeah. that movie. But I love hated. I, I know. Hated Midsummer. Oh my god. That's the sign of a brilliant film, man. There's no, there's no middle ground with that movie. People either I, love it or they hate it. Yeah. No I think ground. I'm a middle ground person on that movie because oh, I, really? I, I, I thought it was like I thought a lot of the scenes were you know masterwork scenes, but then I was like, wait, after a while, I gave it the benefit benefit of the doubt, and then after a while, I was like, wait a second, what the fuck is going on? Is it just this just Wicker Man, dude? Like, yeah. is this this is, you know this is this is fucking Wicker Man? Fuck, god damn it! I just watched Wicker Man again. Oh, fuck. Yeah, just, oh, and, and it, it to took me fucking Wicker two and a half hours just to watch the Wicker yeah. Man again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's essentially Wicker Man and Hereditary like put together. But dude, yeah. Hereditary yeah. was the best movie of that year. I that see. Was I see. Fucking see, is, these are my thoughts on Hereditary because I did not give it. If if it had continued at the rate and the pace that it had begun with, it would have been a perfect score. But I literally checked out at a certain point i won't spoil it for anyone but i checked out i'm like you've lost me and the fact that i was this engaged the and telephone so policy? extremely no i was oh. so extremely upset by this movie that talking about things that this wasn't pleasant okay like no, when she breaks i know fun. and it's yeah, like yeah, but then, no then it reached this certain point and i'm like okay i'm done you failed oh 
And it's and it was uh, it had to do with Gabriel Byrne's character. That's all I'll say. But I I was like, and and in my head, it's like my thing is like I am so engaged, so completely that I wasn't thinking about you know what I'm doing after the movie. I'm not thinking about paying bills. I was 100% engaged in your movie, and you lost me. That's you and you. And that's not me. Right. So you yeah, did yeah. something Very wrong. Cool. No, it pissed me off because I <laughs> loved that movie. But and you know, every, every that should have been nominated for an Oscar, by the way. I oh yeah, yeah of course. It was amazing. That, that performance was a one in a lifetime type of performance. But I, 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 I don't know. I yeah, I feel like there's a the the, the whole like dread concept. I mean, we, we mm-hmm. me and I've been through a lot of pitch meetings in the last couple yeah. of years, and that 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 term keeps coming back. It's like yeah, yeah, dread, not dread. Popular right and now. and uh, yeah, you <laughs> know what? Honestly, and then and then you have a movie like uh, The Invisible Man who comes out. And oh, Lee Wan now managed to take a freaking ancient universal horror movie monster who's not scary and, yeah. and make yeah. a scary fucking movie out of it that's entertaining as fuck. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you I guys like it. it. I, I haven't seen it, seen it yet. Oh, my God. Oh, guys, really? dude, yeah. you, can, you can rent it right now. It's Thank worth the money. $20 for 48 hours. $20 for 48 <laughs> hours. You can watch, watch it a couple I'll times. I'll buy the Blu-ray. It's fucking Yeah, there you go. Brilliant. Just buy it. Yeah, yeah it's buy, really it, just good. buy it. Yeah, by it, it, it's it's so damn good, man. And Lee, I mean, I just have to take my hat off to Lee Wanell. Like, he, the, there are two stars of this film, and it is Elizabeth Moss. Her performance is absolutely unbelievable. But that's Elizabeth Moss. We yeah, should we should great. know that. Yeah. And 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 except for yeah. us, but go on. Right. Yeah. yeah, I have a lot of I have a lot of problems with that movie in general. But that's yeah. that's another conversation. But um, but yeah, she is absolutely brilliant in this. But then the the I think the real star is is Lee's directing. Because yeah, well, he, it definitely isn't the bad guy. It's definitely not the bad guy because <laughs> the, he uses the camera to make you think a bad guy is there because it's yeah, an invisible man. Because he, yeah, because the bad guy's invisible. He can literally shoot the corner of a room and suddenly make you afraid of the corner. You're of afraid the room, of that corner. You know? like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so it's really brilliant what he, what he does. And, and talk about pacing, man. Like the pacing, it's, it's just moving. Yeah, it's constantly having moving. Having little and things no, in the background moving yeah. on their own, like and, just and outside of frame. You know, I, w- like, I would say there's so elements probably. of that dread, that dread feeling, yeah. that dread building. There's elements of it, but it's still entertaining. And I don't want to pull my teeth out yeah. by the yeah. end of the film. Yeah. You know, and I and uh, but I still think I thought about that movie for like at least three days afterwards. Like I couldn't, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Going like, wait, was he there? Yeah. There's part of me that wishes, like, I love the Dread and all that stuff, but there's part of me that wishes that there were more movies like Cabin in the Woods that were given uh, a chance, big budget, where it's like, yeah, you can also have a lot of fun with the yeah. movie. <laughs> it doesn't have to be this, like, really melodramatic piece. Yes, yeah, um, yeah, sir. Like, taking yeah. itself too seriously, yeah. Yeah, they, and and it kind of fit into the era of the of the Me Too era too mm-hmm. as well, right? Like, I, and I don't know the full story behind it, but I think that's kind of how they marketed it. Was it really? It was the 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 woman, the uh, Invisible Man. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, 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 just really being tortured by this guy who was already an asshole and a piece of shit, yeah. and, and somehow he dies, and then he comes back as a ghost. Is that what the story oh, is? Also, oh, no, best, no. Yeah, I'm best tell you. job ever. Yeah, don't tell me. Would be the bad guy in the Invisible man best best role to get. <laughs> <laughs> Who are, what's your next job oh i'm the uh, lead bad guy in the next blumhouse movie so yeah how many days do you shoot i shoot half a day yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah oh that's great it might have been just one night that he shot really yeah. might have been and it's so he's little fantastic. He's fantastic. yeah he's so good though yeah he is so good everybody there's not there's not a weak link in that movie i don't think I don't really think. 
Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll put it on the list. You know, I'm just so stuck for time. time. You know, there's so much going on. There's so much going on. <laughs> yeah. How are you guys doing? Let's talk about that for a second. How yeah, is everyone yeah. doing? Uh, Michael, go ahead. Well, I, I, Christian and I were talking earlier. It's like, you know, my hubby and I, this hasn't really changed much for us, you know, because we, we are stay at home. I sit in front of my computer every day, all day. So that really hasn't changed. I mean, the only thing that's really start, I think that the cabin fever is starting to set in. I'm starting to get a little antsy and it's starting to hit home a little more. So, you know, it is what it is and we'll do what we need to do, but I've taken up meditating every day. Really? (laughs) That's good. Something to try and uh, keep the anxiety at bay. So, ah, uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I just, I had just left my job uh, at the end of January that I was uh, at for two and a half years, and over that two and a half years, I produced seventeen movies. So, right. and put out the three my favorite horror movie books. Uh, so it was kind of a whirlwind of insanity for me, and so I was uh, looking forward to just being like, okay, let me, let me just chill, chill yeah. for a while. And so uh, all through February, um, you know, that's what I was doing was kind of just kind of figuring out what I was going to do next. And uh, I got uh, hired to write a, a feature script. Uh, you know, we're going to uh, and I'm going to produce it. We're going to do a low budget feature. Uh, we were supposed to shoot it in about a month. And so that's not going to happen. But at least uh, I had the time to write that. We wrote that in March and we're still writing that now. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I I. I got back into music. I hadn't been recording any music in a long time, and I know Sam makes music. Um, oh yeah, so he does. I, yeah, so I bought myself a a MIDI keyboard, uh, which is right here, and it's nice and it's really pretty. Oh, I love that. I was makes, looking at that one. Oh wait, does oh, it? Did you get it? No, you can see it. You probably yeah. can't see it. There, with you, my go. there you go. Background thing. Yeah, I, there you I go. have the uh, the Akai the Akai version. Oh, the Akai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, so I got a and I put out my first track and I made and then I was like oh I want to animate a music video for this track so I animated a music video in Photoshop and I had to learn how to do that uh, and then and now I'm doing a f- damn podcast yeah you uh, are I don't know what other like you know like I said in the uh, with uh, the Felicia Rose episode I was like I'm like a kid with a like with a toy and then I want, I'm playing with it for like an hour. Then I throw it to the side. I pick up another toy and you know, it's that I finally have time to do that. So that's, what's glorious about it. Yeah. Uh, I, but it's, 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 I'm, I, I take empathy for, I have empathy for people that are really having to be out in the front lines and, and, and risk sickness in, in hospitals and wherever they may be. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm I'm okay. Let me. I'll just stay right in place, and I'll do my mm-hmm. part by staying in place. And yeah, yeah. So. yeah I mean, I'm an out of work actor, so this is very normal for me. The <laughs> only thing that's different <laughs> is that now, all of a sudden, I have to zoom people all the time. Like people have to see me in my unemployed state now, which is yeah, uh, yeah. getting used to. I, don't, I feel like I'm, I'm seeing just... people a lot more lately. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I see more people now through my screen. Yeah, that, that I like to. No offense, I love you guys, but I mean, this is great. <laughs> you guys, I got to talk to my my in laws now. I, you know, this is uh, you know, God, I love yeah. them too. I love them too. Uh, <laughs> no, but weird, weirdly enough, I'm getting uh, I'm getting more auditions now than really than I was like like two three months ago for sure. Like I was I was getting nothing. I was getting nothing, and now I've just had like four auditions in the last two weeks. Wow. You know? Um. Uh, just self taping is so damn easy now. You just self tape, and I, I think this is probably going to be the new norm for the industry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not going to have to drive to Santa Monica on a, on a Friday eve- yeah. afternoon. 
That's how it always is, too. Oh, yeah, Santa Monica at 4.45. Great. Be there. Let's yeah. that. Okay. Okay, great. Ten, <laughs> ten minutes later. All right. Thank you. Have a yeah. good one. Yep. And then, okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's great. Now it's five. And I got to go, go back to the east side. Okay. Four hours of travel. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could drive yeah. out there now and get there in ten minutes, you know? That's great. Yeah, so, well, that's yeah. the irony of it all, you know. <laughs> yeah. Fucking irony of this situation. Um, other than that, though, yeah, now I've just been—I got—I've been bonding a lot with my daughter, which is great. We're playing video games. I've taught; she's five years old, and I taught her—I taught her how to like, you know, operate a PlayStation Four controller and nice. uh, you know, playing video games. And and now she's teaching you how to play the video game. And now she's yeah, she's schooling me already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, cool. it's, yeah, that's how. That was with my nephews. They were like, oh, I have a Wii. You know, this is many years ago. I'm like, oh, okay. And they were like, yeah, let me show you, motherfucker. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you can't compete with young reflexes. You just can't. You yeah. Can't. They're yeah. so fast. Yeah. Okay. They haven't had the poison no. that we put no. in our bodies on a daily no, basis. No, no. Cheers to that. <laughs> Cheers to that. <laughs> if you well, can see my glass, a little bit. water. disappearing. I saw that you have like a Ouija board glass. That's dangerous. Yeah, I have a Ouija board glass. Oh yeah, look at that. That is cool as hell. Like if you're yeah. drinking and some condensation makes the glass slip, you could summon something accidentally. Oh yeah, it's it's over. <laughs> it's, over. <laughs> it's better than having Danny crawl on his on my bed every night, or or the twins, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, come no, no, no. with us, Danny. Oh, they're crawing on the no. bed saying that. I you see your blankie. I want, I want someone sees my bed. I want them just to think of a hallway of blood. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, dead children <laughs> oh my god well what about you lee how are you handling everything i'm all right i was i'm like like christian i was on a show um and we only ended up having to miss two days we were gonna wrap right about when the quarantine happened oh. um, and uh so i've just been staying inside i got a new youtube show that i've created where yeah. plug yeah, I gotta do a little plug. It's called Shit Your Shorts, where I recommend five shorts so scary you'll shit yours. Excellent, excellent. And, and yeah, so I do that once a week, and that keeps me busy, basically, that and watching, you know, TV and stuff. <laughs> oh, we've actually been working on our feature, too. Yeah. Getting ah. Like, we were actually, the ball was really, really rolling well with that, and then this whole thing just kind of... Oh. But it's, it, but but they did want to rewrite, so it gave us a lot of time to to work on because we had to do like I mean it was like major notes like major major tweaking like okay. you know not like I wouldn't say a page one rewrite but it, like the first half rewrite you know uh, type of thing and then uh, so yeah we've had time to do that it's and you know hopefully you know we'll be able to send it to them and they'll be like great you know by you know September maybe we'll start shooting <laughs> something very. Yeah. And shooting again. Yeah, I don't know if I want to shoot anything, and I don't know if I want to leave anymore. You, you no, dude, like that? my anxiety is so through the roof. Yeah. Like we we went for a walk yesterday, and it was like I gotta psych myself up to mm. walk out this door. Yeah. You know, it's it's insane you to see me. People with masks and stuff, and like it is nice that they're wearing masks, but at the same time, you're like, why do we all have to wear masks? That's yeah. Terrible. Oh, oh, yeah. And and and, they, and you're thinking that, and then all of a sudden, you walk by someone who's not wearing a mask, and you're like, yeah. why aren't you wearing a mask? <laughs> yeah. The hell's your problem? What's wrong? Yeah, you know, we're all masked Nazis. Oh my god! Who would have thought the number one fashion trend of 2020 would be masks? <laughs> you need to make a mask yeah. out of your sheets. Lee. I need to make a mask out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> no, out of your sheets, your shining sheets. 
And what would I sleep under? Well, yeah, yeah. Find some fabric and make a mask of that. That would yeah, be that would be pretty cool. Grand. Would be good. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold hold on. I need to go pee. I'm about to explode. So. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Don't go disappearing on us. Oh, he disappeared on us. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> oh no, he's oh, back. There. Wow. He's, oh. <laughs> disappearing and reappearing. I got it. Hold on one second. Oh, oh my okay. god. He's going to he's... a really good. Uh... And so, so and Sam, Ella and I watched um, Sunset Boulevard last night. Uh-huh. That's a good one. Holy shit. It is. And Elwood is like, look at William Holden. He's like, he looks like Sam. Oh, Jesus, man. Yeah, that's true. So he's like, no, we were, and we were both, we kind of discussed it for a couple minutes. Like, yeah, I totally look at him. Like young William Holden looks like you. It's wow. kind of weird. Like we're watching like, oh. You know, just thought I'd pass that your way. I'm gonna have to watch it. I'm gonna have to watch that movie again because it's been that like that's like been years since I've seen that movie. Actually, you know what? That's what I'm watching tonight. That's what we're doing tonight. We're gonna watch that movie tonight. That's a well, it's Elwood's. Movie. It's Elwood's all-time favorite. Oh, it's one of the best movies ever made. Oh yeah, so good. It's so. It's good. a legit horror movie too. For sure. I don't care what people well, say. Well, talk talk about what we were saying earlier about upsetting. Like I was very emotional at the end. I'm like, this is just not cool. This poor, poor woman. You know, it's like, poor woman. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. Well, yeah, she's. I so could one that. Yeah, it's been a while, but I feel like she's the 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 antagonist in that. Well, movie. yes. <laughs> no, I'd say fame and society are the antagonists. Well, yes. Um, yes. What drives her that way? <laughs> well, yeah, it was upsetting because she was a victim. She totally is. So that was yeah. We, we were sitting there watching, and I'm like. Feeling my chest kind of heave a little. I'm like, oh, well, this is kind of upsetting. <laughs> Do you imagine when that movie came out, it was like when people saw Hostel for the first time. They're like, I won't watch such trash. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm no, curious I don't what know the think, reaction was. I, I, think, I think it was pretty well received, but we'll have to look that up. I'm pretty sure it was. Another well, got, which great movie horror movie like that. Um, Sun, Sunset Boulevard. So, oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, dude! Chris. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so good. Amazing. Yeah, like just another, yeah, as a filmmaker, as a screenwriter, yeah, that is terrifying. Whatever happened to Baby Jane? Oh, oh Lord, yeah. that movie's messed up, man. <laughs> ha- Hag exploitation isn't that the term? <laughs> That's a great movie. Have you guys seen like Hush, Hush, Sweet Charlotte? You know, kind of the follow up. Yeah. No. Oh, That's I a haven't. good one. It's uh, it's Betty Davis and Olivia de Havilland. Crawford was supposed to do it, uh, but she backed out because they hated each other. But um, it's that's all that's equally as good to Baby Jane, I think. So it's a good really? one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I don't think I saw it. You know, I have CRS disease. Can't remember shit. So that's my <laughs> that's my problem sometimes. Yeah. You know, when, especially if it was like 20 years ago and I, I was yeah. probably making out with a girl or something yeah. in the middle of the movie. I have I have started smoking pot way too early in my life disease and so I <laughs> similar symptoms. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it too. I, I I made up a rule you, you know back in the day when I was smoking a lot of weed, you know, never blame the weed. No, but never yeah, blame but it. now now I can. I I blame the weed. Yeah, now, now you do. Yeah, cuz it's ridiculous that I can't remember. Cuz I don't smoke pot yeah. anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I can't smoke it. Anymore. I will never blame the weed. It deceives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, yeah, you don't the want to be is... responsible for it. No, oh, yeah. Well, no. I see the weed deceived me. I used to. I smoked it a lot, and then all of a sudden, it just it turned on me, and it was like 
Uh-huh. If you're going to continue to smoke me, I'm going to make your life a living hell. Like your mind is going to collapse. You're going to go totally insane. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and then and and I've tried to like get back into it, and it just the same thing happens. Like I, I could I couldn't have this conversation with you guys if, if I was if I were high. Well, There's no, no but my oh, pot my pot exposure is very. I did uh, quite a bit in college and post college, but I hadn't had anything until I had an edible. Um, Christmas Day this last December. I hadn't had any in oh. 20 years. And I'm like, okay, I've got a hugely full stomach, big old meal. And we sat down and we were watching 1917 screener. Oh, cool. And Probably not first a good five minutes, it, it, the, the, oh my God, it hit me. And of course, I haven't experienced this in 20 years. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> but I, I remember watching 1917 and like, I can't focus on what is happening. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. trying yeah. desperately to pay attention, you know, but that's, that's my sad. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious, man. Those edibles will sting you, man. They, they will. No, but it I, took two hours. I'm like, oh, it's not going to do anything. And yeah. then just, I don't know. Uh, That's the same thing happened to me, man. My buddy, like, tried to get me back in. We smoked pot together in music school all the time. And then we, like, t- there was a couple years where we didn't hang anymore. And then we started hanging again. And I did, I stopped smoking pot because I couldn't do it anymore. But he was still really smoking. And he was like, here, maybe you just can't smoke it. Here's a little, uh, a little jar of potella, which is like Nutella. <laughs> But, I remember but, this. But pot. Yeah. And uh, he's pot like, just pot teller. And it was delicious. And he, and he said, oh, just spread a little bit on one cracker. See how oh. that goes. Oh and so God. I spread a little bit on a cracker. It was delicious. And uh, I waited for like a half hour, nothing. And I was like, quite honestly, I want to keep eating it because it tastes so good. And so I ate a couple more oh. crackers. Ooh. Right. And then but then I know then I noticed like the, the damn thing was like almost gone. Right. The whole jar oh. was like almost gone. Like and it was a small little jar and he had take he'd already had some of it. So I didn't eat the whole jar. Yeah. But easily 60 percent of that jar. I ate, and uh, yeah. And I just it, it, it didn't hit me. And then all of a sudden I'm in bed ready to go to sleep. And I, I watch it oh, like shit, like friends or something. Uh, and all of a sudden boom, <laughs> and I pa- and then I passed out and then. I woke up at like 3.30 in the morning because I was so effing high. Like, have oh. you ever woken up because you're so high? <laughs> Probably. You just don't know it. You're like, yeah. I, mean, yeah. Like, I woke up and I was in such a fucking panic. Anxiety attack. Every, the world was just swirling yeah. around me. Like, it was just awful. I, I ended up spending the next five hours in a fetal position. You know, my wife wakes up going like, what's wrong with you? Just, leave me alone. <laughs> don't, don't talk. Don't look at me. Don't look at me, I'm hideous. Uh, yeah, I've had those experiences where you, you, I think the worst is when your chest, you think an alien is inside your chest and it's going to be like the the thing or something, you know, or, or alien, it's going to just pop out of your fucking chest and you're like, ah, you know. Right, right. Like probably 20 years ago, I I vape, I used the, the vaporizer in the marijuana. It was like probably 99, 2000. The first oh, so time you were I using like one of those something. like big ones. Yeah, it was like a big thing you put on top of the desk. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't have it. I just went over to some fucking weed dealers house and he had it there and he fucking put in some weed and you, you don't even feel the s- smoke at all coming into your lungs and i'm like oh my god oh okay let's see oh, oh and nothing comes out you're like oh i'm good i'm good and then I, you know I fucking go home and i'm like oh my god what the fuck is going on <laughs> <laughs> and then the my next only- time i saw that guy it was the same thing with his weed he gave me a Passed me a blunt and was like, "Oh fucking god damn it! Why did I do this again with this <laughs> <Yeah>. guy?" <laughs> what did I do? 
Well, my only experience, my very limited experience, a couple times or the, or the few times I did in college, I all it did was um, um, activate my bladder. Like I thought that I had to pee constantly. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like I didn't expect, you know, no one told me, oh, you're going to have to piss every five seconds, even though I yeah. didn't. But it's like, oh my God, I got to pee. And of course, we're out driving around somewhere and there's, you know, stupid i don't know <laughs> that's a that's a lot of, a lot of hallucinogens will do that to your bladder I, and i don't know why it's just it's just just a brain thing yeah um, brain glitch well yeah. i am going to shift because i had one more important question for the boys <laughs> okay, on my okay. my pre-made no cards this is a good segue involved. i like it is segue. and christian's just, just gonna leave he's, he's like, like <laughs> fuck this um no this is, this is a good question this is a good good question so okay. um since you guys have grown up together and you've grown up artistically, what has been this question for both of you? What has been the major thing that you've seen as far as maturity and artistic growth in the other brother? Like what have you seen Ooh. kind of come out of, out of your work together? Uh, I, I mean, first off, I would say there's not a mature thing about us. So this is a very yeah. difficult. Question. <laughs> yeah. Well, growth, that growth. <laughs> Oh, I got a growth, man. Yeah. <laughs> that one in the, like the, the, the that, top of my shoulder. Yeah. Um, I know. I think I, I feel like I've noticed Sam, you know, like when we first started doing these shorts, I had been to film school. You were in music school and we kind of like focused on those separate things. Yeah. yeah. And over time, I think both of us have learned a, a lot more about every aspect of it. And, uh, it's I've, I've been seeing Sam blossom behind the camera as well as in front of the camera now. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's very sweet. No, I would definitely say that um, Lee, Lee's command of a set is definitely grown to uh, the, the lack of a better term, the professional level. You know, um, you know, I remember there was one time in, uh, in when we were shooting downstairs and I just couldn't get my head wrapped around this noose like. <laughs> Like the way we had written it was a different way. It's usually we, not that way around. Yeah, we we, we wrote we like wrote it, like I don't know like when you write something you have a vision in your head. So we write things together, and so he obviously had this vision in his head. And the way the way it was written for me, I just saw it differently, and I couldn't get it wrapped around. And we kind of got into a little bit of an argument, and Lee just stormed off to a dark corner of this very dark and creepy basement that we were shooting in, and we weren't supposed to be there. Um, and he just like. It was kind of like, have you ever seen the end of Blair Witch? Yeah. You know, when the guy's like in the corner, he's like standing yeah. in the corner and you're just, you're just behind him and there's something menacing happening, oh, but you can't see it because <laughs> his, his back is to you. And he just like, um, and then he came back around and I was like, you know what, fuck it. You know what? Okay. I'm just going to, you know what? You're obviously about to kill me right now. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to let you now. It's just like Lee, let, uh, Lee's just kind of like, no, this is, this is what we're going to shoot. He I, like, this is my vision for it. And everybody goes like, yeah, yo, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we want for sure. Okay. And, yep. and, and like, like, I don't know what, I don't know what demons he summoned in that corner of that dark basement, <laughs> but ever since he came out of there, it just started, it just started blossoming and, you know, um, damn, I don't know where I'm going with this, but <laughs> scary. <Hey. laughs> I still go into the corner every once in a while though. Time out. Yeah, because it has would... that effect on people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, do you think uh, both both your your favorite horror film uh, kind of because all, most of your stuff has a is very uh, influenced by comedy. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, is it both of your favorite horror films? You guys kind of grew up with that idea of, of comedy in horror, and, and that's what you worshipped. And yeah. is that what you're still trying to achieve in, in most of your stuff? And do you write something super dark and fucked up? Uh, well, I, I, um, I think... Okay, so we got this new script that we're working on right now. It's called... Uh, I'll just plug it right now because we're on a podcast right now, and yep. it's about yeah. a it's about a podcast. It's called Sixty Six Point Six, and it's about uh, this uh, you know disenfranchised, kind of very jaded uh, podcast host who hosts like a um, a um, a supernatural themed uh, podcast called Sixty Six Point Six. And his whole yeah. thing is, I want to I want to believe I want to believe in the afterlife, but I just can't do it. And he's got we don't know what it is, but he's got some tragic stuff in his past that kind of keep him there keeps him in that in, uh, in this kind of jaded kind of asshole place and he ends up getting a call one night on a very special uh episode where uh it might or might not be the devil himself who's calling in and puts him through the, the night from hell and that's basically yeah. that's basically where it's going to be so I, I, the reason why i bring this up is because we're kind of like i don't know i think we're kind of um i was thinking about this earlier um we're kind of like finding this new place in our writing where usually we um we would go okay we have this script this is definitely going to be kind of a comedy type of thing right we've got cheerleaders out in the desert and uh and some maniacs going to kill them how serious can we take that do we want to take that seriously probably not right so we're going to we're going to make that's going to be funny and then we have one that's about you know we had we have a script that uh is about like you know um a father being visited by the 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 spirit of of his dead daughter dead dead infant daughter and so not a lot of comedy probably not gonna be funny on that one so we said you know yeah we outline it and we know exactly what film we're gonna this one we didn't know we didn't know we just we we outlined it to the point where we knew who the characters kind of were right like we knew their name was you know benny right or you know we we knew what their name was and we knew like what they did as like that, what what they're 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 kind of overall where they fit into the story, yeah. But but only just a a, a little bit, and so and the, the outcome has become this really kind of neat experiment where it it at times in the script it's funny, at times it is not funny at all. It's mm-hmm. it, it, there's drama, there's you know. Um, I feel like I feel like when Sam and I are writing, there's two major thoughts that we have, and it's either. Wouldn't it be funny if this happened? <laughs> yeah. Or wouldn't it be really fucked up if this happened? And we yeah. go with one of those, you know, like, right. and I feel like comedy and horror is so similar when it has, it has to do with timing a lot of it. And it has yeah. like, they're very similar emotions yeah. and they don't mix well. So I feel like you have to, if you're going for a laugh, make sure it's funny. If you're going for a scare, make sure it's scary. It's hard to mix them in between. So we kind of, I think when we're writing, we decide like, okay, if we're going to go for the scary, we got to make sure we put funny somewhere else. Well, that's what I've always liked about your shorts is that you guys mix it so well. All those 500 bajillion reviews I did over that time, you know, working for (laughs) Horror Freak News, that was a big thing for me. Getting horror comedies right is really hard. It is really difficult and people don't understand that. It's a balance. It is. And you guys, you know, I told you this, I guess the last time I saw one of, I don't remember what the last short, I guess Mr. Tickles where I, you know, professed my love for your filmmaking. Like, everything you put out makes me happy, you know? And so, but the the fact that you guys mix it so well, that's that's a gift that you should be proud of because people can't do that. They can't do it. And I, all those, the four years I worked for Horror Freak, I reviewed over 400 films. It's wow. like, 
I saw plenty <laughs> of things that did not work in the horror comedy. Yeah. And the fact that they didn't, they just didn't understand. You don't understand right. how to do it. So I commend you guys for that because that's, so it's much. hard to do. Thank you. I think, I, you, I think yeah. you just do. I mean, I don't know if you're going to say it, Sam, but just you take the comedy as seriously as you do the scary bits. Yeah. And, yeah. But you also have to know like where, where you're at and you have to have like, for, for lack of a better term, the maturity to, separate the two when you need to yeah. like i think a great example of of a horror comedy is sh like Shaun of the dead just comes to yeah. mind it's a, a really good through and through fantastic horror comedy where when it's funny it is really funny but then once you get into that third act and you get mm -hmm. into the climax mm -hmm. the jokes aren't really there anymore because it's not appropriate anymore to have the jokes yeah. there um if you really want this thing to sell but like we actually have to feel like these people are gonna die you know, but his 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 mom died somewhere in the middle of the second act, or his his both of his parents. Yeah, I feel yeah, like once that happens, that's when the movie starts taking this serious turn, and then has like yeah. this upbeat ending. You know, but, exactly. Where but they still shit. have you still have Ed doing all of his nonsense. It never loses its sense of humor. But I, yeah. I agree with you; it finds a proper place for it. And it, yeah. I think that film is frankly perfect. Yeah, um, I, I, you know, I'm a big zombie fan, and. The fact that it was emotional, the fact that it was terrifying to me because there were some really scary shit in there, and then the fact that it was dropped down. I mean, I that movie couldn't, it didn't do anything wrong. Like, it's a yeah. perfect film to me. Yeah. And like yeah, I said, I, that's not easy to do. Yeah. That's where I find the hardest part is like when, when we're writing is going, okay, how do we get the audience emotionally invested? That's the hardest part to me. Right. The jokes and the scares come naturally. Yeah, I think, to us. It's like this, this, okay, how do we make this the best story possible and really get, what can we do to get the audience invested in these characters? And I, that's something that I think we work our hardest on every time we write something. Uh, and it doesn't always work. <laughs> it doesn't, no. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and when you because your brothers are, do you guys have really major disagreements or sometimes oh, yes I would say yeah. 90% of the time 99% of the time really we're, we're, it, we're on the same page but um, there every once in a while we'll, we'll kind of like have to like go to another room or something like that and, and just go and to just the hammer corner perhaps yeah, yeah just go to go my to dark corner, corner. <laughs> and and when you were growing up was there a time now what is the age difference between you about uh, five and a half years five and oh half really years. five and a half years so yeah. uh, so there must have been uh, a, a big gap when it came to when you guys truly connected you guys yeah had probably various stages when you're you're yeah. the older when you're when lee's a little smaller then you took care of him. But then yeah. when you get a little in high school, you're like, fuck Lee, you're in elementary. Uh, yeah, we're not hanging away, out anymore. kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It kind of, so, yeah, it was weird. Like, yeah, I think you, I think you nailed it right there on, on the head. Like we, like when we were younger, I was constantly perverting him with these horror movies because uh, I, I, yeah. I loved him. My mother loved him. And then, and Lee loved him too. In fact, the only, the only movie I remember Lee actually having like vivid nightmares about where me. was, uh, it was Rambo three was the movie that he had, he had nightmares from. Yeah, I don't know he why. Shit out of <laughs> yeah, for some reason, like he could watch any horror movie, but something about Sylvester Stallone taking shrapnel out the side Nobody of the burning. <laughs> Nobody should be shaped like that. <laughs> <laughs> Unnatural. Well, on that topic, though, is there, so like, we know Lee's is Rambo 3, but is there a non-horror film that like terrifies you that just, it it's not a horror film, but man, it just digs under your skin and it's never left? Do you um, have one of those? 
I don't I don't know. I, yeah, I probably do. Um, I'm just I'm I'm just kind of blanking right now. Um, Crying Game was pretty fucked up. <laughs> that was a cool movie. Um, I haven't the, seen that. You haven't seen Crying Game? Oh, it's really cool. It's really really cool movie. Um, no, what was the one big? It was not. It's not the Big Sick. Um, that was Big comedy. Short. Big Short. That's the one. Yeah, the Big Short. That one freaked me out, man. Um, and then oh man, Laundromat too. Laundromat freaked me out too. That, like that. Oh. Those. Those movies kind of freak me out when it comes to like the reality of our situation, you know, when yeah. it comes to like the, the class system that actually exists in, in this in this world. Like, yeah. Would you consider we, like, Fire in the Sky a horror movie? Oh, that's good. Because that's a that's that movie terrifying. Literally, yeah. like to this day, I'll have nightmares where there's imagery from Fire in the Sky. Really? Well, there's one that I want to recommend you guys if you've never seen it, and it's uh, I've just been talking about it recently. That's why it popped up in my head, but it's a uh, a made-for-HBO movie from 85 called Fortress. It's not the Christopher Lambert movie. Yeah. It's a movie with Rachel Ward, and she's a small-town uh, teacher in the middle of the outback, and she has Gary children from, like, kindergarten up to <laughs> high school, and she's like, I think there's 10 of them, and these four masked men show up and kidnap them. Oh. So it's not a horror. It's more of, like, a thriller, yeah, I guess, right, but right. it is one of the most terrifying movies to this day there are images in there that like that's just not cool. That's just not cool. But it's it's a great great film. You guys seen out. previews for? Is it called Bite? I haven't seen it. It's it's not a horror no. movie, but I think it's on Shutter maybe. But it's not a horror movie. It says woman and her daughter are trapped in the desert. This is what made me think of it. The Outback, and their car breaks down. They have no cell service, and her daughter gets bit by a rattlesnake, oh. and they have like two hours. To get out of the desert before she's oh my god, out. oh shit! It, it looks like nail-bitingly terrifying, but that's yeah. not a normal horror movie, you know. Those yeah. kind of movies, like 127 hours later, those movies are terrifying yeah. to me. Like, totally, yeah. To be trapped alive, oh, alive. Oh my god, that movie. <laughs> you know what movie? You know what fucked me up as a kid? Actually, okay, so now now it's coming to me. Something that actually did fuck me up as a kid was JFK, and the reason why is because. I mean, I loved watching people get their their heads cut off and werewolves take like disemboweling people and you know zombies eating brains and shit like that. But to see a real person get their head blown off, yeah, fuck me up bad. Yeah, yeah dude. Okay. Yeah, I just the, the the cursed films on Shutter, the Twilight Zone episode. It actually shows the footage that they recorded that night of the oh of the really? helicopter. No. Too much. It fucked me up a whole day going like, oh, oh I just saw Big Mary. Why would you never watch that? Time. Why would you watch that? No, That's uh, awful. Well, you're not expecting it to like, like, in <laughs> oh, yeah. expecting <laughs> it to be like, by the way, here's a replay of the footage. Oh, <laughs> God. It's uh -huh. terrible. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I've seen a lot of videos of people dying <laughs> and, and just <laughs> as research. As a creepy researcher, yeah, the, the delivery could not have been better. Really, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's that's my thing. Hands down, the best delivery. That's the sound bite of this whole thing. <laughs> I watch a lot of videos. Of and that. no, but I'm saying I do not enjoy any of it. Like no. it is no. not fucking fun whatsoever. But. In doing so, and in watching horror films, it sh it it 
it really increases the idea of the fragility of just our skin and our bodies. And and that's a, a big takeaway from uh, horror movies is that we can we can think that uh, we're you know, just immortal. We can fucking do anything. We can do some crazy stunt uh, just as a kid or whatever. But once you start to realize the, f- the fragile nature of the human body and how delicate it is and in watching what we watch, that's where you really start to put things in perspective and go, wait a second, let me pull back from whatever crazy thing I was just going to do. Even when you're fucking five or when you're 40 years old doing something drunk and, you know, that you're like, okay, hold on a second. Let me pull that back. And I that's saw a why... video where a guy did this once. I probably should stand down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what I find the most important in, in all of the, in the, the, the real horror, horrible things that I've watched, in, you know, just videos or yeah. just the, the wonderful horror films that I've watched. It's like, okay, I can just get it out and I can just love the fr- watching how fragile human bodies are. It's fun. I, you know what? Speaking of that, that just reminds me, I showed my wife for the first time. She'd never seen it. She'd never seen return of the living dead. Part one. And uh, show that to her. It's on Amazon right now. Yep. I hadn't seen that. That was one of my favorite as a kid. Like that was one of my favorite as yeah. a kid. Part one and two. I loved. I love two. Love two. Yeah. Oh, get the damn screwdriver out of the out head. Of the head. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I forgot how damn good the first one is. It's fun. I mean, oh, yeah. like the second one is definitely more comedy. You know, but the first one is uh, again. It was one of those. It's one first of those one's that, pure comedy, dude. Oh, totally is. But it threads the horror Riffing, and comedy yeah. really, really yeah. well. Where I feel like the second one. It's definitely more comedy first with a horror backdrop, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas this but one's got the Michael Jackson being elected. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Zucker What's the president Brody. of the United States? Harry Truman. Harry Truman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I don't even think I've seen the second one. I, oh. I've seen the third one. Oh, just the second once. One's good, dude. The second one's great. That's my yeah, for sure my favorite. Oh, really? I enjoy the third one too. <laughs> Oh, third one's fun too. Yeah, yeah, third that great. one happened like way later, right? That's the one that with like, the, the girl. 90s, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the yeah, the girl that was on Melrose Place. That one, did he? What? Is that a Brian Usna film? The guy did. I think you're uh, right. I yeah, the third one. Oh, yeah. it might have been Brian Usna. Yeah. Well, the guy that did the second one was the guy that did Shockwaves. Now, there's a movie if you've never seen. For the love <laughs> of God, check out Shockwaves. If you have not, it is Nazi zombies, and it yeah, is the Nazi best zombies. damn film. Yeah. Oh, yeah, fuck, it's been a while it. since I've seen that one. Seventy-six. That. It's Peter Cushing, um, Brooke Adams, and uh, shit. There's one other name in there, but dude, it is so so wonderfully good. It's so you talk about atmosphere, and you know that's a great ass movie. Yeah, I've been, I've been, okay. I'm that's going to the top of my list because I've been trying to like go back and watch uh, specifically seventies era yeah. horror films i think there was a well it's like when I'm, I'm kind of like in a suspiria yeah yeah um i just like uh, there, yes, the, you should. The, the remake's cool but the first one i mean it's just a, i haven't seen the remake yet i just don't I didn't want either to. um watch it it's definitely yeah. too long it's definitely too long and there's like i mean it's like a lot of it to me if i'm going to be uber critical it's like let's let's just watch tilda swindon be an actress you know yeah. and uh, <laughs> like, i can watch like, that 
but yeah, she's I mean, amazing. She's a good actress. She's amazing. So. Uh, but there's like an entire storyline where she plays like another character. Like she plays multiple, like a couple characters in the film, and she plays another character in the film where I'm, I, I maybe I have to watch it again. I didn't get, I didn't get why he, it needed to be there. Uh, it wasn't there in the original. Um, anyway, yeah, it's but man, it's it's beautifully shot. It's it, they definitely okay. took a you know a nod from Dario, going you know like let's make yeah. this thing beautiful. Um, but man, you got like like um, I'm watching Dario with the big red and uh, and uh, deep red, deep, yeah. deep red. Sorry, not big red. Big red's gone. Big red, um, <laughs> red chewing gum. No, deep red. And uh, the, uh, uh, you when you have Dario Argento and Goblin together, to yeah. me, you can't you can't go wrong. You know. Can I? Can I tell you my deep red story? Yeah, please. <laughs> so in high school, my best friend and I rented everything and anything on the video store shelves. So we picked up deep red. Mm-hmm. We took it back and I guess it completely flew over our heads because we got done and like, what the fuck was that? Like, oh, we yeah. didn't like it. We hated it. It became a oh. joke for the next four years. Really? So, so we were at the video store maybe a few weeks later and we saw this. I guess in the eighties, I guess what she'd be called goth, but like a total biker chick. And we mm-hmm. call it, and she had deep red and she was talking to the clerk about it. And she's like, Oh, I really like, she was returning it. I guess she's like, I really like deep red. So then for years, my best friend and I are like, we want to put a little label on the deep red box that says biker slut recommends. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's I, my, that, that that's my new band. Name. Thank you. Nothing, nothing. I'm like, and I haven't seen it since because really? it's, Oh, no. okay. That's why I need to. Well, here's Matt, the thing about his best movie. It's really, it's, it's yeah. really. I mean, okay. So here's the thing about Argento, like, and it's obvious. I think if he were here with us, he would completely agree. The dude doesn't care about the story. Certainly doesn't care about the acting. Yeah. He just wants to have an a unique place and an excuse mm-hmm. to use his camera, right? Like, and he does yeah. that, and he does it incredibly well. So when you watch an Argento film, you kind of have to like be willing to sacrifice okay like okay i'm gonna see some shitty performances and i'm gonna see i'm gonna see a story that's probably got a lot of holes in it and it's they just kind of dubbed catch, yeah it's, all it, dubbed it, in it's yeah so much of it's dubbed in, um, but even well, just the construction of the story dubbed. yeah didn't yeah. he say in an interview someone asked him what suspiria was about and he was like what do you mean what's about it's a nightmare <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, it is. It's an experience. All like, of his movies true. are an like, experience. Agreed. They don't need to make sense. Nightmares yeah. don't make sense. Yeah, if you're going to watch a Dario Argento film through the lens of watching like a normal film, you're probably not going to be happy. You're probably going to leave going like, what the fuck was that? But if you just watch it for the experience that it is, yeah. it's beautiful. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's like when I was a little kid and watched anything David Lynch. Yeah. Right. I yeah, kept I totally expecting Last Action Hero or something like a <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't get Lynch for the longest time. And then it probably took me like like my sixth viewing of Mulholland Drive. Maybe not six, like, but like whoa. maybe second or third viewing of, of Mulholland Drive. And it, it all of a sudden hit me and I was like, oh. I haven't seen it. Don't say a word. No, I'm not going to say anything about it. But it, 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 other than the fact that like a lot of his films, he's like he's making a film that you get to interpret to make your On own. Your own. Yeah, yep. it's like like I, uh, this is what this movie is to me, and if you look at it like that, that's genius. It's brilliant. There are more movies. Yeah, like, yeah, like I got that, that's studios that's probably why I like Blue Velvet the best because it's a little more linear and, right. and regular yeah. story. And of course, that's my automatic uh-huh. Lynch go to. So, oh yeah, yeah. I don't go for esoteric stuff too much. Yeah, I I remember in high school I was like all hardcore punk rock and shit, and I someone showed me a racer head. Yeah, you're still punk rock, buddy. That was the thing I was like, wait, 
David Lynch made this, the guy who did that shitty Mulholland Drive movie, and then it made me yeah. start rethinking yeah. everything I've seen from David oh, Lynch. Shit. Like, I got well, you, you guys are you guys are fucking young then or something. I because I, 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 I when when I when I I, I was in college in 1995. No, I graduated uh, high school in 2004. Holy oh my god. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, when I'm, I, the, I'm the oldest here, right? Yeah, I, you probably are. Let's just say that. Yeah, let's just I say I graduated that. high school in 92, folks. That okay, so 95. There you go. All right. I graduated in 99. Oh, there you go. Okay. So not, not too far off. At least so we're guys... all in the 90s, except for that guy down there. Or up yeah, there. yeah, that guy. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> when I went to college, it was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into art films, and I'm going to fucking dig in. And then everyone's into art films. And everybody's just like, getting juicy fucking right. you know and david lynch was the king back then yeah, and and course. kubrick but like kubrick died when i was in college but david lynch was it man and fucking yeah. you you watch you 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 watch mulholland drive or or uh what's the 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 one that was shot in um inland the, empire inland empire yeah inland empire oh man i mean those are i mean those are just uh, they were really they're fucking like but Mulholland drives a little better. Lost Highways is the best of those three, probably. Mm. But yeah, you want you go back to the grandmother and Alphabet. I was watching all of his early short films, you know, and then uh, Eraserhead um, and, and Elephant Man, which was a Elephant big Man. I always I always forget that that's him. That's yeah, him. that's right. Uh, but then you watch the Straight Story, which was his Disney movie. Uh, yeah. Have you? Any of you seen the story? Oh, fuck, dude. That's like the most straight, normal Dave Lynch movie, but it's super calm and fucking peaceful. It's just an old man driving a tractor across country. (laughs) That sounds beautiful. And the people he meets along the way. Well, yeah, Farnsworth got an Oscar nod for that, I think. Yeah, it's it's a wonderful movie. And it's been so many years since I've seen it. But I, I highly recommend watching that one to any of you who uh, yeah. have want, want the, uh, the like the, the the gateway drug into David Lynch is is, is <laughs> maybe see the straight story. It's probably on Disney Plus, and I think it is. <laughs> oh my god, I got it. Okay, I'll take it out. Yeah, it. straight story. Yeah. It it is. It really is a, a a David Lynch master masterpiece that isn't so fucking crazy esoteric, esoteric. out there. Mm-hmm. But then, then you go to Netflix and his latest short, whichever it was, with the one with the monkey. Did you guys see that shit? No. Holy fuck. Okay, so about no fucking idea. two months ago, David Lynch did a 17-minute short with a, with a, a detective uh, interrogating a monkey. And well, yes, monkey, I, I the remember monkey hearing, is talking yeah, to him. Yeah, I remember hearing about this, but I didn't I see it. stole that fucking, from me. You know it. I, I was, like, I had tears going down my eyes going... Oh my God! There's a new David Lynch movie, and I was crying like fucking laughing. It is so ridiculous and right. out there. It is Lynch at his finest. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I, I forget what it's called right now. Check uh, out. Yeah, and it, and it is him. It's him. Yeah, David Lynch. Yeah. I'd like to see interrogating a monkey about a murder. Yeah, I'd like to see what would happen if someone put him in charge of like a virtual reality game. Like oh. just build the virtual reality game. Can you imagine? Or, that would be amazing. 
I oh just recently, because of the quarantine, I'm like, I should do it. This is the sign. I got a VR headset. Ooh. And nuts. You played the uh, res. You, you have it. I know you have it, but I, I haven't talked to you about it. But it, you, how was the Resident Evil game in VR? I stopped playing it. I got too scared. Yeah, ah, that's why I thought it might be too uh, much. That movie. I, was, I mean, that movie. That, that game freaked me out just on TV. Like it was. Oh, well, the original scary. game scared the shit out of me. Oh, this one's yeah. crazy. The Biohazard. That's what it's really. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's ridiculously freaky. Like it's so atmospheric. I can't imagine putting it goggles on. Like. a chair at a dinner table, and it's like the scene in Texas Chainsaw, the first one oh where it's like a hammer, and it's like this inbred family. But you're there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no thanks. <laughs> no thanks. Wow. Yeah, that sounds like fun to me. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like Thanksgiving. That sounds like fun. <laughs> I don't know. I'll play it for a little bit, and then I'll watch the David Lynch. Detective interrogating a monkey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so you guys have the 3D headsets? Both of you do? You guys oh, play games? No, I, I don't have that. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. The, yeah. Oh. Pretty intense. Yeah, yeah what, I, is this, what is the game that you're, you're playing? Oh, Resident Evil Biohazard. Oh, Biohazard. Okay. Yeah. Right. It's freaky as hell. I only played it on just like normal PlayStation, just on, on, on a seeing it on a TV and that was enough just in a dark room with the fucking sound cranked Whew. scary yeah. as fuck <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway yeah, yeah. alright well it, it's, it sounds like uh, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it's time to get sounds the fuck so out of here like it's I'm hungry down. yeah yeah well, it's, uh, it's been great uh, talking to you guys uh, thank you so much uh, thank you for and, having me yeah yeah, it's been great, man. Um, and hopefully we can reconnect. Maybe, maybe we'll see each other again. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about this whole world. Maybe next year. Optimistic. Next year. Yeah, may, maybe next year, 2021, we'll be able to see each other. Even though we get to see each other every once every few months, uh, normally. True. Let's just let's just plan. Ten months from now, we're gonna throw a party together. Hell yeah, yeah man! I love it. I'm here. Uh, on those shining sheets. Yeah, all of you are. <laughs> We're all coming over. Just for the Come sheets. play with me, guys. Yeah. Play with me. <laughs> all right, thanks, everyone. We'll, right. uh, we'll talk to you later. Love you guys. Have, be careful. Be safe. Yeah. Stay healthy. Thank you all for listening to My Favorite Horror Movie. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and catch our videos on YouTube. All of those links and ways to pick up our books are at MyFavoriteHorrorMovie.com. My Favorite Horror Movie is a Black Vortex Cinema production. Thank you all, and we'll see you soon, evil ones.